Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 368 of the Drunk Dash Podcast. I'm host, always, I'm Tyler. And join me with the man, the myth, the himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. Tell you what, man, this has been an interesting week, and as we're recording right now, it's going to be the start of another interesting week for yours truly. (laughs) But it's kind of interesting, it's like, to start off with, I end up doing a, pretty much like a fan song this morning for Persona 5, the song that's entitled, I think, uh, Life Will Change. And for those that are listening, if you really want to listen to acapella, my my own type of version of uh, a rendition and stuff, feel free to check out the Suplex Machine on YouTube. <laughs> it's just something that I've just had some fun with, you know. It's it's not it's not like really professional sounding, and there are some technical things that I've noticed right off the bat, and I went through and just processed it anyway. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah... Just go through, if you're a fan of Persona 5, you want to hear something a little bit different than the usual professional renditions and stuff, eh, give it a shot. It's going to be a little bit harder for uh, people to try to find it because of the whole thing with YouTube and their whole, uh, okay, this is not, uh, is this an adult content thing or is this aimed towards kids, you know? And obviously it's a fan thing, I'm not monetizing the video, I'm not putting ads in that damn thing because, hey, this property is already owned by Atlas and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it this way. And for what I was able to accomplish, I am very proud of it. It took me a couple days to complete the song. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I have roughly been doing, other than submitting job applications and uh, playing a lot of games. How have you been doing, Tyler? Oh, you know, all right. You know, clinging and banging, as always, um, I try to do. Um, just, you know. Nothing too too crazy going on with me. Went kayaking again over the over the past week. Um, wasn't as bad as traumatizing as last time. Yeah. As soon as I hit the water, though, I got like PTSD. <laughs> of, uh, the last time I went where I fell in the water, and then it was like a fifteen mile trek and seven hours of uh, pushing through rocks because the water was a foot deep. This time the water was actually um, a decent amount deep, like six to eight feet deep um, for the most part. And it was only, we took the short route, so it still took three hours, but it wasn't as bad. And uh, we, we were able to, to flow with the uh, – we were going with the uh, current this time instead of fighting it. And, you know, like I said, we were dragging across rocks last time. So uh, did that. Went too bad. I wore the sunblock properly this time, so I didn't get fried the fuck up like last time. Um, you know, as a ginger, that's a major issue for me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm doing okay. Nothing too crazy going on in my life uh, other than that. Just been trying to uh, get some gaming in. Here and there, we got Last of Us Two out now. It's Sunday night as we're recording. It's technically one o'clock in the morning on Monday uh, for me now, but um, you know, Sunday night uh, for us. So, um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, 
Still kind of living off the hype train from uh, last week with the PS5 and all that shit. And oh, boy. We jazz about that. We got some more stuff going on this week. It's actually been a pretty crazy week. I don't know. I mean, do you, should we just jump into the, all the news and stuff? Let's or do, do it. Anything else? All right. Cool. <laughs> um, I think we'll jump into like, the biggest thing, I think, uh, which was EA Play. Uh, oh, I want to apologize right now. Uh, it's like about half an hour ago, about 20 minutes ago as we were talking. Uh, it just came out of nowhere. A torrential downpour. So if you hear raining in the background, I apologize. Uh, but it's uh, lightning and thunder and all that. So hopefully everything goes okay other than that. Um, but like I said, jumping right into uh, EA Play happened uh, this past, uh, was it Thursday? Thursday happened. Yes. Uh, it was supposed to happen the previous Thursday, but it got delayed a week. Much like the PS5 event got delayed a week. Um, so it was about 50 minutes long. Uh, started off you know, with uh, Andrew Wilson, the, uh, the I don't know what his, what his title is, like the president or, uh, or CEO of uh ea coming out talking and uh going on it was, it was, it was the first time he actually sounded human uh, <laughs> since he's been um in that title where usually he just sounds like a robot he even looks and moves like a robot but coming out talking about black lives matter going on talking about the the fire because he's from australia talking about the fires in his, his homeland and uh everything going on with the pandemic and stuff like that so it was, it was a cool moment to see that um open with that uh, I'm not going to do what we did last week where we talked about we broke down each game, game by game, with the PS5 event, where we spent two hours talking about it. Um, there wasn't so much shown up this, so I'm just going to run through everything and we'll jump into anything we want to talk about. But uh started off with uh, Apex Legends. Obviously, it's one of the biggest games in gaming going on right now. Um, you know, free-to-play game. Uh, they announced it's coming to... Uh, they showed, like, talk about the next big season they got going on. But the big thing coming out of it was they announced it's coming to Switch this fall. And also, it'll be cross-play... Um, sometime this year, and it will be coming to uh, PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X um, later this year as well, and cross-play across all platforms. Uh, and also on Steam, uh, that's a big thing that happened with EA is pretty much all their games, like EA Access and all that, it's going to become is on Steam now. All their big games are on Steam as well. They're no longer on their um, their own uh, like store. Uh, Sims 4, they talked about it's coming to Steam, and they showed off some other shit. There's not really much to talk about that one. Uh, the next big thing shown off was uh, it's a game called It Takes Two. It's from uh, Hazelight, which is Yosef um, uh, Fars, I think is how you say his name, but he does he's the guy who did A Way Out, which is a game that Gables and I played through together and both oh, yeah. loved. Um, this game is uh, it's a uh, they, they didn't have any gameplay to show, but it's some it's always some pictures and stuff. But it's a uh, it's a game about a child who deals with his parents being divorced and he creates two dolls and they come to life and it's gonna be a cooperative game. Uh, the next game shown off was uh, Lost and Random. Which uh, these are all the so Hayes, the it takes two Lost and Random and Rocket Arena are the EA original games like those indie games they always do um, the show off kind of like, with like Faye and A Way Out previously uh, and then once uh, Unraveled fuck that game um, anyways it, we, Unraveled is worse than loot boxes I'm saying it now <laughs> anyways um, so the next game the show off was a uh, Lost and Random actually we got some not really some we got some like a teaser out of it but no gameplay uh, basically it's a uh, like you're this person who has like a six-sided die that talks and it's kind of it's it's kind of like a term tim if tim burton made a video game kind of thing um but that's uh supposed to be coming oh yeah so it takes two is coming 2021 so it was lost and random uh but rock arena is coming uh sometime oh no actually no i I forgot this it comes out july 14th uh to everything it's a 3v3 arena game uh where you only have rockets and shotguns uh it's like kind of a hero shooter um it was originally i guess like somebody else was like publishing it but then ea took over it was gonna be a free-to-play game but then turned into a paid game um but that's coming out like i said in about a month about three weeks um i don't know about the price or anything like that but uh 
it's a you know, each character has like it's kind of like Overwatch kind of it's kind of Overwatch graphics has a hero shooter kind of like Overwatch, but it's kind of got that like um uh was like Quake always had like the rock rockets only and shit, and then you also have a shotgun. Um, next up, we had uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, it's coming out October second, I believe. Uh, it's got a solo campaign, but I heard it, but from the rumors, it's only about three hours. But you can choose between being good or bad. And the big thing is the multiplayer. Um, and we finally got some gameplay for that. Um, I spent a few minutes talking about Madden and FIFA are coming to uh, the next generation's consoles. And something that wasn't shown, wasn't said at the press conference, but was uh, revealed afterwards is that um, if you buy Madden or FIFA on PS4 or Xbox One, um, if you get an Xbox Series X or PS5, you can upgrade for free. But if you say you get the digital only Xbox, new Xbox or PS5, uh, but you buy a physical copy of Madden, you cannot upgrade, which kind of makes sense. You know, you have, you have a disc, but you don't have it. You have a disc system. You can't do that. Um, but if you buy it digitally, you can upgrade for free anytime until the next Madden or FIFA comes out. Um, then uh, they had like a, a kind of a weird montage thing where they teased a bunch of games but didn't show like, specifically say anything. Where they were showing off like what games look like the next generation. Uh, but what was officially came out later on was it was revealed that Bio they, they showed some screenshots of uh, Bioware's uh, Dragon Age Four, uh, Dice's Battlefield Six, um, then Motive's uh, next game, which is like a gravity gun mechanic. And then Criterion shows off their next uh, Need for Speed game. Uh, so all those were shown off. And then it ended with uh, Skate 4 uh, being not so much revealed, but it was announced that it's back. No gameplay or anything like that. But um, yeah, that was everything that was talked about at the press conference. Gables, what did you think of it? I thought it was better than what EA typically does for one of these types of pressers. Let's address the elephant in the room. EA is horrible when it comes to their conferences. Yeah, EA plays awful. Historically, their EA play stuff last year wasn't particularly good, and a lot of their Never is. E3 press conferences are not particularly as great. And that's not me just shitting on it for just for sake of shitting on it. It's because of how corporate and how stupid a lot of the organization and the reveals tend to be. This one was tolerable. This one was good in a lot of good attributes and a lot of retrospectives. I do love the fact that Apex Legends, along with another game that they introduced you know that whole rockets and everything else is yeah, Rocket cross play it's going to be yeah. cross play and after that the unveiling of uh, the thing being on switch apex legends coming to switch this fall it's not just that game but it's like one of seven games that ea is giving to the switch this yep. fall this I'll, yeah this year yeah yeah this year yes i know burnout remastered was one of them that just released yep. last friday that's awesome. Apparently, people loving the port. I've read a couple things from uh, Victor Lucas. Actually, I watched a video with Victor Victor Lucas of like Electronic Playground. Really loved that game. And then Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio. He's been playing games like that, and also the Bioshock games stuff nonstop on the Switch. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the fact remains is it's a good quality port job. Apparently, that's been on the Switch for the whole burnout stuff but addressing the main key thing that we are learning about this whole conference honestly is ea is making attempts to not only just broaden their horizons but being more consumer friendly with a lot of their stuff it feels like not just with the switch users but also with steam users as well because let's let's be perfectly honest right here it never made any fucking sense that ea had their own different storefront and not just dump a lot of their games on steam that they were releasing at the time 
I mean, they introduced this like around 2010 or like 2011. I I believe it was like some time before the unveiling of Mass Effect 3 to the general public. I think that was one of the first games in that yeah. thing, now that I think about it. But yeah. uh, Well, then they then they uh, came out with the thing that's like $30 a year. And you get like, that came yeah. out like I want to say like 2015. But yeah. Yeah, 2015 with their all uh yeah, pardon me. With the whole EA Play stuff. <laughs> yeah. The whole EA Play the the EA Access stuff, I should say. Where you yeah. have to pay it yearly and stuff like you were just stating with the Xbox yeah. One and everything else. I feel that them releasing a whole bunch of their games that they should have had on Steam from the get-go, you know, all that stuff, I'm glad it's there. And not just there, but it's actually discounted a lot of it that was dropped on the storefront so people can buy the games for now for dirt cheap. It's not going to be there forever, honestly. <laughs> the sales is what I'm talking about. But uh, other than the Apex Legends stuff and the whole revealing for that, which, hey, it is what it is. I've never played Apex Legends. However, what did interest me was the whole Star Wars, the whole Starfighter stuff, the whole dogfighting stuff. What was the name of the game again? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking my beer. Star Wars Squadron. Okay, Star Wars Squadron. Immediately when I saw the gameplay of that, it, I just got a huge flashback of Rogue Squadron for the N64 and Rogue Leader on the GameCube. Both of those awesome games from my youth. It feels like this year in general, with the unveiling of not just Star Wars game, with a whole friggin' Rogue Squadron-esque type of feeling, the new Tony Hawk unveiling from Activision, and like, all that stuff. It feels like a lot of games when I used to play as a teenager are just being announced and re-released this year. <laughs> it feels awesome. Because I haven't had a chance to play a game like this new Star Wars game since the GameCube, since Rogue Leader, and that was a good game too, but that was by yeah. LucasArts, their whole gaming division that they had, and that was Factor 5 that was helping them, I believe, at the time. But uh, gameplay looks solid. I mean, I really love the way that the game looked, crisp, all this chaos going around right there, and their whole different modes between dogfighting, like, players against one another then like objective points and this and that and now she has a single player mode you know that surprised me the most about it because yeah i mean it is but the thing is they said it's about three hours long for that, that campaign well it's still something i mean hell. yeah no i agree <laughs> but i mean i'm not trying to get i mean i'm not trying to be debbie downer here but that was a big selling point for battlefront 2 was that, hey we have a campaign now and it was garbage well the thing i the thing i'm most I'm interested in is like how they handle the campaign mode that they got. Yeah, we know that the crux of the game is going to be online, and yeah, people that's the main, friends yeah. because friends. Yeah, but uh, the other thing that I liked, I liked the announcement of Skate Four. Obviously, I like the Skate series. This announcement actually prompted me to buy Skate Three on the fucking Xbox One. Huh. <laughs> nice. Well, hell, when that game is routinely at Walmart still brand new in this modern day 2020 and uh <laughs> like under 20 bucks yeah might as well last yeah, time i played yeah. that game was like no the last time i played that game was on the playstation 3 and that was a while ago god that was right before i invested inside of the ps4 and i think about it i remember hmm. that it was like around it was around 2013 and i named my team team hell no 
<laughs> Based upon the tag team, Daniel Bryan and Kane from that year. That was the last time I was really invested inside watching things in WWE with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. It's good, it was a good time to get out. Yeah, it was a good time to get out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Not like a circus in the freaking uh, <laughs> dumpster fire it is today. Anyway. <laughs> other things inside that EA Play stuff that I liked. Well, the whole last... The whole, like... Uh, uh, game in regards to the whole a way out director and stuff looked it looked pretty. It takes two. It takes two. Yeah. yeah, that looked pretty interesting. The whole dice game, I'm actually surprised they showed gameplay of that because by the way they presented the trailer it was like a lot of conceptual art. I wasn't planning to see the game in motion, and when I did, it looked fairly interesting. It looked like the type of like uh, brooding sort of platformer that we've seen before, but at the same time, there was a lot of good, interesting artistic flair. I felt. But uh, I know there's some things that I am missing, but overall I felt that this EA Play was better than what they initially initially would go through. I would go through and rate it like about a six out of ten. You know, it was all right. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, it's a little higher than what we normally put it at. Usually, most years it's like a four or five out of ten for us. <laughs> um, I I'm, I'm with I I think you summed it up perfectly. We're tol- uh, tol- tolerable is like the, the way to put it. We're like. Yeah, like I, we always get our, our hypes up, but it's like kind of what we talked about when they announced EA Play about a month ago. It's like you and I both you you said it, and I I completely agree with you. It's like it's kind of a Mass Effect or nothing kind of thing mm-hmm. for us, where like that could have made it, and like everybody, I was like I was like okay, cool. Like when they said one more thing, I'm like all right, fuck yeah, Mass Effect uh, remaster. And that's the and exact thing that I was expecting that other people were expecting. Yeah. We know that there's rumors going around that there is a remaster thing for the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, I mean, it's not even so much rumors. It's pretty much like as close to being confirmed without being confirmed. That's happening exactly. this year. So, yeah, and that, before I jump into, like, my thought, like, I, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why wasn't that announced? Like, I understand, like, you don't, <laughs> I I, like, like, you don't have to have it here, but it's like, if not now, when? Because that's not something you need to, like... I feel like to me it's like this is coming this year. Like, are you planning? Or is this gonna be a cross generation thing? Because that's like my. I don't know, to that weird time of the year, like where we are, where like when those games come out in the fall, is like, is this gonna come into the new consoles? Because when the new consoles come out, I know you can play PS4 games on PS5, like that, or uh, Xbox One on Series X kind of stuff. I know it's like gonna happen, but it's like I want to play the new hotness on my new console, not play these games from you know way back when so it's like but still like if not now then when kind of thing like are these games gonna be remastered for ps5 series x standards or for ps4 xbox one standards that's kind of shit i want to know maybe that's what maybe that's part of the reason why i've announced it that's that's probably true at the same point i feel like that we will be getting this trilogy this year the remastered Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like that it's going to be in the vein of the PS4, Xbox One, pretty much sort of like a remaster sort of thing, a touch-up of what was from last generation. But uh, it makes more sense to me that way, because even if you're going to go and introduce it with the Series X and the PS5, more often than not, they're probably going... They're going to be playing the previous generation of games, I want to say. I mean... Hell, even though Sony has not confirmed a lot of what is backwards compatible for their fucking system besides whatever they have for the PlayStation 4 right now. Xbox Series X, they've already confirmed anyway that any type of Xbox system going forward is going to support a lot of their legacy stuff, so I'm not worried about them. 
Hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, but kind of moving into back to CA play, like I said, tolerable is kind of the way I put it. Like, it started off with the with uh, the first like half of it was Apex Legends and Sims, where like I, I luckily I watched so I watched on delay, but I was able to avoid spoilers. So I watched it. I got home about right about right when it ended. I got home and I started watching it. So I was able to like immediately I sim I, I scrolled through Sims Four. I'm like I don't give a fuck about it. like they're not gonna announce anything of substance for this. Um, my Apex Legends stuff. I watched that. I think that's awesome. It's coming to Switch. Glad to see that they're putting an effort into Switch. And it's not just like the whole like. Yeah, we're putting FIFA on here to see if it'll sell well, but we're also going to put like a lesser version of FIFA on here, so we don't, so it won't sell well. So we can kind of prove to our, so we can make this like whole thing where it's like we're going to prove it doesn't actually sell well by making a lesser version for it. So it's like that weird, like see, it didn't sell, but we also didn't put any effort into it, kind of thing. I've never liked um, that. Yeah, and the EA's been the king of that, but I mean, with the Wii U, I understand, but with the Switch, it's like, come on. Um, awesome, see crossplay. I've definitely switched. On crossplay, where like I wasn't like I didn't understand the, the want for crossplay, but like uh, without like cross like party chat, but like I've definitely done a 180 on that over the last year or so, where it's like I've seen so many people like they get on Discord or things like that, and just like definitely ability, just the ability to do that. The, the, you know, I I've, I've definitely changed my ways on that, my my way of thinking on that. Um, so that's awesome that that's happening. Uh, since four, don't care. Uh, it takes two. I'm I'm excited for just because of the pedigree of uh you know like a way out we both had a blast with that uh in 2018 as both <laughs> yeah, of ours like, both went landed on our top 10 uh list for that year um so honestly i can't wait to play through that like hopefully it's like kind of like the way it was with the with a uh, way out because that would be uh a f- i was kind of hoping to be like when they talked about it it would be like oh it's a 2020 game like i was like all right awesome extra life game gables and i boom done uh <laughs> i was looking forward to that um but I don't know. We didn't get any, we got a couple screenshots. We didn't get any gameplay from that. Uh, Same thing with Lost and Random. We had like a teaser trailer. Looks like it sounds like a cool concept, but we don't know anything about that. Um, Rock Arena. I got. I admittedly, I just it just feels like another one of those like you know indie. It's not. I know it's an indie because EA original, but it's like so I'll have a little more uh, bigger um, mark on the industry because it's got the EA's budget behind it, but. I feel like that gets one of those games that's going to come and go when it comes online. I mean, it, it probably would be better off as a free to play game, um, you know. But uh, I, I just there's it's it's been an issue with with gaming for the last really this whole generation, and probably the end of last generation, where it's just there's so many online shooter games, um, online really online games in general that it's just we're spread so thin that I don't I don't feel like I feel like it's going to be cool for. A few months, and if they don't have something to keep coming, people coming back, I don't see how it's gonna have a big audience. It's gonna last very long. Yeah, it's just it's a big risk to you know do these. Like, there's so many indie games doing it nowadays. There's so many free to play, uh, like you know, like fucking Call of Duty has a free to play game. There's Call of Duty, the actual game. Then there's uh, Fortnite. There's fucking Apex Legends. There's just the, those ones, and then on top of it, you have Rocket League and Overwatch, shit like that. It's just it's a it's a hard market to get into. Um, so well, no I don't should because you don't have like a lot of, uh, you have, you don't have a lot of room for other developers that are going to try to put forth their own, like multiple versions of, uh, their free to play or whatever type of massive online game. So that's why a lot of other comp, like a lot of the other, like, uh, games are going the whole, like, uh, cross platform sort of interplay with everything. Cause we've seen, 
obviously evidence for some online games, and specifically like some of the ones that are like maybe less known, like say like a Dead by Daylight or a Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. where if you were just stuck with just that console's online things, odds are the game starts to die out. You're not gonna find shit, and so yeah. with Apex Legends doing this now, it feels like you're gonna have a lot of people to play with. You're gonna have a lot of things that you can potentially do now because now your friends are going to be able to play no matter what system or what computer they're playing. That's yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, the crossplay is definitely it's awesome for especially for these like smaller games. Like that's one of the big things I changed my mind on was like when I thought about like, you know, there's so many games like the game like Predator. I love that game a lot. And it's only on PS4 console-wise, but it's on Steam too. But it's like that that's the kind of game that needs to be needs crossplay. Um, you know, so like those those smaller games like that don't have a big audience they combine them together at least to, to make it um i don't know i just i look at rock arena i'm like okay this sounds like a a, a game mode you took out of a game that's in a, a game mode is in almost every game that's your know, cartoon game you took you did overwatch graphics and you put rockets in it okay cool it's like i don't know i just i don't see the long term appeal it could be a fun game it's, it's probably one of those games like if I got it, it'd be fun for like a weekend, but I just, it'd be one of those games I'd move on really quickly from. Right. Um, but we're not online gamers. Then that's just facts. But I, I don't see a massive audience jumping into that. Um, Star Wars Squadrons, uh, I think I'd be a little more excited about it if there wasn't all the leaks beforehand. Like the leaks came out so bad. Like PlayStation leaked it, then Xbox leaked it, uh, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. If, if it came out, it's just like this was like shown off here for the first time. Um, I'd probably be a little more, a little more excited. Uh, but just the Star Wars brand, outside of uh, Fallen Order, is in such a fucking hole right now. The lows has been in a very long time um, that it's hard to get excited for it. And I mean, just seeing it, like I, I, I get what you're saying. Like that's where I think a lot of people are. Like you get the flashbacks to, to the Rogue Squadron, but I'm just like, I was that. That's where I was with Battlefront was it revealed, uh, like what 2015, and I'm like, all right, cool, fucking, I have nostalgia for the original Battlefronts back on ps2 and xbox can't wait and then it came out like this game is not at all what i want it to be or not at all what i expect it to be so right i'm not sure we did it like i said but uh i just i don't know like it's 40 bucks that's that's so impositive uh the multiplayer is definitely the selling point um but i hope it comes out and people like it i definitely do like it'd be cool to like jump into um you know here and there but uh i, I, I think it'll do well it's good it's, it's star wars it's ea It'll do well. It's going to sell well. People, are, there's going to be a buzz around it. But I'm curious what like how it's going to come out eventually uh, for this. But uh, I don't know. It just didn't really jazz me up. Um, the EA Sports stuff, whatever. I was hoping to see a little more. I mean, I know we hate what, like how they used to be in the past where they spent a half and a half their press conference on EA Sports, like FIFA and Madden. Um, but I was hoping that we got something out of Madden. Um, but uh, it's whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, oh, there were rumors that there's going to be like an NFL Street mode. It Madden this year, um, but it doesn't sound like it's happening. I, th- I imagine they would have reveal- revealed it by now uh, since that game's coming out in about two months. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? Uh, Skate 4, that's one of those things where I'm, I'm happy for the people that want it kind of thing. Like, I you know, I I've never was a Skate fan. I played Skate 2 back in the day, but I, I, it wasn't a game I really got into. Um, but I'm happy for those people that want it. Um, the, the biggest thing coming out of it was, like, the teases of Dragon Age 4, uh, Battlefield Six stuff like that, like that we didn't like to really announce it, but I don't know. I just my biggest issue with with this press conference was like everything in it was like the big stuff that was shown off. Outside it was like th- like there was no real gameplay shown. There was no like 
here here's a big update on sims and here's a big update on apex but there's like everything else is like hey this stuff's coming years down the road you know I know, other than the Star Wars game, which they did show yeah. some bits of gameplay, but that's coming out this year. It's coming out, I believe, in October. Yeah, October 2nd. But, um, yeah, that was like, I don't know, my, I was just, uh, that was their big thing for this year, but they've been in a weird place lately um, with their games. I don't know, my, my, I just hate, like, I, there's a balancing act you got to find. And, like, some do it better than others. We're like, hey, we're going to show off what's coming this year, what's coming next year, and what's coming years down the road. We're going to teach shit that's two, three years out, you know. Nintendo does it. Xbox does it. Uh, Sony does it. Everybody does it. And there's a weird balance act you gotta find. But EA's like, they're like when they they constantly show games that are like three, four years out, or you know, you know, two, three, four years out. How many times have those games, we've teased those games and never seen them ever again? They got canceled. <laughs> Quite you a know? few. Yeah, we've had multiple Star Wars games. They've they've teased, never came out. They had that weird off road racing game they teased a few years ago, got canceled. Um, Ubisoft's pretty pretty bad about it too, but EA's like really bad about it um which we see so often like these games like skate forward like was probably like is like super early in development so that game's probably 2022 at the earliest if we're lucky and we we they see that we see this and they tease it and then we won't hear about it for two three years it's like okay, <laughs> where the fuck's this game at True. you know we just see that way too often with him um and that's kind of like it's just kind of you've like they've lost that like excitement for me it was like i feel like skate 4 has got to happen like I, I there's no way they can do this and then not release it but I, I wouldn't be shocked if it comes out and it's fucking well you guys got to release it we, we've told them it's happening and it comes out it's like i i just get flashbacks of mirror's edge catalyst where it's like hey guys you guys want a mirror's edge so here's mirror's edge and it's one of those things where it's like they gotta be like hey you guys wanted it and it's like don't bitch about it. it's not good it's like well you guys made it not good you guys ruined it and, you know it's like we're gonna we're gonna prove ourselves right kind of thing instead of instead of making a good game and making money it's like hey we're gonna prove ourselves right instead um kind of like dead space 3 you know they, they ruined that franchise with dead space 3 oh um, yes so yeah uh i don't know i just it was i just i was i didn't like it i'm like i it was over and i was according to her she was on her phone but she was looking at me now and again she's like oh it looks like cool it looks like cool i'm like it was over i'm like well that sucked i'm <laughs> just like I don't know. This came out, and there's nothing. There's stuff down the road that could be cool, but there was just nothing to be excited for. Um, at the end of it, like PS5, like I understand a lot of shits maybe a year or two down the road, but they like did some great trailers, especially some getting playoff. There's some name value to the stuff that was shown off that you were excited for. You know, Horizon Two, Spider Man, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank, Sackboy, fucking. There, there's here's some games with, with, with some pedigree. Here's some companies with pedigree. Like, be excited for it. And, like, EA doesn't have that right to uh, make us excited for no reason. For, at least to me. But um, uh, let's move on to our uh, next topic here. We got we got a bunch of shit to talk about. Uh, so this was, like, completely random. So Nintendo had their, uh, like, a Pokemon event um, this past week on Wednesday. Um, they have one every year, and it's always fucking weird. And super, like, Pokemon sleep is the thing. Pokemon <laughs> shirts is the thing. Um, shit like that. So they announced some, some other stuff. It's like only like a ten minute event, but the big thing coming out of it was new was a game. So uh, I hate the name. New Pokemon Snap has officially been revealed. Gables. Um, it's it's in development. It's under construction, as I said. Uh, no idea about where it's at in production, how long it's out, but uh, officially been announced. It's in development. I don't. Know, Gables, where were you when you heard this news? Honestly, I just woke up and all of a sudden I remember that there was some form of a Pokemon 
thing that was happening that morning. So I yeah, because it was on. like it was like what seven o'clock your time when it happened. Yeah, it was like about seven o'clock my time. So I woke up, put my glasses on, looked at YouTube on my phone, and all of a sudden I see this thing for Pokemon Snap. I'm like, okay, why is Pokemon Snap trending? Go on the YouTube, go on the conference thing. I watch, and all of a sudden I see, oh, hey, it's Pokemon Snap. It's it's Pokemon Snap too. It's like, oh, well, I knew Pokemon Snap. And that was the only thing that was interesting throughout that whole entire 10-minute thing, in my personal opinion. But You don't I... brush your teeth, the Pokemon Smile? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I think it was I think it was interesting that two things happened inside of that event. It's like, one, revealing of a fan-favorite game in the Pokemon franchise now for over 20 years. Yeah, 22 years later. Yeah. And it's kind of hilarious how they made so many excuses saying, oh, hey, we can't do that in this modern type of setting. And here they are fucking doing it in this fucking modern setting. Yeah. That kind of pisses me off in that regards. Because I feel like they did that because of how much fucking backlash Sword and Shield had. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. But hmm. the second thing is they're teasing an even bigger announcement that they have for this coming week. So I have no idea what it's going to be. Yeah. Honestly, if I were a betting man, maybe it's a remaster or a remake of the Gen 4 stuff. I mean, that would be nice, because honestly, when I think about it, Generation 4 of Pokemon definitely was a good generation in that regards. Was that black and white? No, no, that's Gen 5. Oh, okay. But hey, those games were pretty awesome, too. I mean, I love the story elements of the original Pokemon Black and Pokemon White. And the sequels are all right, you know, there are some good things better, but the thing about Gen 4 that I hope does get announced, this is the next line of Pokemon games that haven't been remastered yet. It, let's see, for Gen 4, if if this is what I'm thinking it is, and it may be an unveiling for like Gen 4 remakes maybe on the Switch, I hope it's just one concrete game, and I hope it's just quintessentially Pokemon Platinum. <laughs> Only with so many extra stuff added onto it. Because I'll be perfectly honest with you, Tyler. When I think back to Gen 4, I think of how good Pokemon Platinum was because it was just. It was New Game Plus for Diamond and Pearl, and a lot of the inconsistencies in terms of the story, in terms of available Pokemon, was fixed inside of Platinum. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what else it could be. It could be something completely different that uh, we haven't seen yet, but a lot of the heavy rumors that people have been reading into, it could be the unveiling of a remaster for Gen 4, it could be something Gen 5 related, because we don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm going in with low expectations because it could just be a big old bait and switch and stuff, like, oh, hey, you're thinking this, and all of a sudden they just reveal, it's like, oh, hey, it's Let's Go Pikachu 2. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would not I, hold I, it past them. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed Let's Go the Let's Go games for what they were. It was definitely it was completely nostalgia. And I I admit that at the time. I, I till this day, so I'll admit that. Was like, I love the fucking shit out of those games. Like if they did like a Let's Go for Gold and Silver, I would be surely like that's best case scenario for me for this. Like I would love that actually. Like I hated like I, the Pokeball thing was cool, and I still have it. It's still connected to my Switch right now. I can see it on my TV stand. Um but I would love if that like I think it'd be cool to have that. Um, but uh, I, I definitely, like I said, I hated the, the control I'll concept. But I would be I'll, fine with that. 
I'll be perfectly honest with you. I do like the Let's Go games, like Let's Go Pikachu. I still haven't played Let's yeah. Go Eevee, but at the same point, it was what it was. It was a bridge game between people that are new to the series, introducing them into the more hardcore-esque thing of, say, like, yeah. Sword and Shield. Or yeah, oh yeah, definitely. hardcore for what it is. But I liked how casual, I liked how actually extra powerful you can get your fucking Pokemon at Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. It's, it was hilarious. It's so easy. It's so easy because you could farm all these candies, pump up your fucking Yeah, I forgot about that. Then your one Pokemon that's like a Pidgey could just steamroll the entire fucking game. <laughs> I remember when I beat that game, I took I, I waited till like I got to the, the Elite Four and I used all my candies at the Elite Four, all the rare candies and all my extra like candies I had, I used them right for the Elite Four and I just like demolished everybody. Like, it wasn't even hard. Like, I, I think I lost like two Pokemon like through the entire game. And I lost one of them in the final battle. Honestly, but, um, if, if I ever go through one of those Let's Go games again, I will make it a point not to use any of the fucking candy <laughs> at yeah. all. Well, it's like I didn't even grind. All I did was I beat all the trainers in the game, which is something I do in every game. But like, I didn't. you didn't have to grind at all. Like You were overpowered yeah. before. Like If you just d- defeated the regular enemies, like you were overpowered. Well, yeah, so. it's because the EXP share. It's Yeah, th- yeah. That's Which I really, I, I love the XP share. Like, I, I wouldn't beat these games if I didn't have them. If I didn't have that, I game. honestly feel like they're a good addition to the Pokemon games as well because it takes out that grinding where you would have had to try to match each level for each of your party members. Yeah, I saw a really great meme um, today. I gotta see if I, I think I might took a picture of my phone, but it was like um, it was like me when I'm seven. Uh, I did not take the picture. I, shit, I thought I did, but it was like. Um, it's like me when I'm seven playing Pokemon and it shows like this giant beefed up guy. And it's like my Charizard level 50. It's like my Pidgeot level 17. And it's like your whole party. It's like, you know, like you're going, it's like you're halfway through the game. It's like your main character is like 50 and everybody else is like in their teens still. And it's like, that's kind of true. Like my, my, my blast always to be like level 75. I'm going to leave four and everybody else is like in their level like 50s. I was the exception to that as a kid because I'd always have them balanced in terms of levels and I would spend so many extra time, so much extra time in those games grinding. And it wasn't until how much time I actually did waste going through and just grinding through because when I did my whole run last time for the original Pokemon Red and Blue and stuff, my Pokemon Blue was like nine hours, like nine and a half hours I spent playing that entire game and beat it because I stuck to the crew that I used with Blastoise, Jolteon, Sandslash, and I think, like, another Pokemon as well, like Clefable, right? To where I knew exactly which Pokemon would do what. I knew how the critical hit ratio stuff worked. It was based upon speed. And so I was able to steamroll those games, whereas back then if I had... If I was still playing it as a kid, I'd just have everything balanced out in terms of levels, and it would take me fucking months just to get past certain shit. <laughs> yeah, like that, that, like I, I remember like going in, like I'm, I'm gonna use a blast twice, and I got to leave four. I'm like, I need to go and grind for like twenty hours. <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, God. yeah, I don't know. Like that's best case scenario. But I, I really think it's gonna be, like you said, it's gonna be something stupid, like. Here's gonna be, like here's some free Pokemon at like Pokemon Sleep kind of shit. It's like here's some big secret project we're working on, but it's gonna be something dumb um, that we're all like because that's uh, uh, Nintendo is really good at that, but Pokemon's the best at that. It's like 
kind of overhyping themselves. Exactly. Um, They're the biggest franchise that Nintendo owns right now, besides but, Mario and Zelda. I mean, do you honestly see like anything coming? Because like the big, they have like they just released the uh, the Pokemon DLC this week. Mm-hmm. We have another DLC released sometime this fall. It's just be hard to see them re- unless they release it like September or something. I can't see them releasing an actual like full like game this year. Hmm. Unless they're gonna teasing next year, but next next year's big thing, which I guess can be a thing. That's, that's but I mean that's not really their style. They don't usually like I know they like hey we're working on a they they announced like what twenty seventeen they like we have a, a Pokemon game in development for um for Switch, but I mean for the most part they usually announce it like in May right before E three they announce the next big game for that fall. And that's, um, but I don't know. Everything's being weird now. Maybe they still have a big game for this fall, but I just, I don't know. It's just kind of, it seemed like they, I, I think everybody assumed they didn't have a game for this fall because of the DLC, but I don't know. What, what is your, I mean, honestly, what, what do you think? Do you think we'll still get, do you, if it's one of the two, do you think it's a game this fall or do you think it's, they're going to like tease next year's game? I feel like they're not even going to aim for the fall. They are aiming for at least a Pokemon game every year. However, for this year, it's extremely difficult from what the work-at-home aspect for Nintendo has been, where I feel like that they have they have their next project in line and stuff, but I feel like they're going to aim it towards next year. I feel that the expansion for Sword and Shield, both of those expansions, are meant to cover for the rest of this year. That's kind of how I'm at in terms of the boat, because yeah. even going through and and playing a lot of the expansion stuff that I did do over this past week, on top of everything else that was crazy, I feel like that this potentially could be, like, uh, their coverage for the year. But, hey, I could be wrong. They could yeah. release two versions of the same game again, and then, hey, we do it. <laughs> yeah. No, we get, like, the, uh, what is it, like, a Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, kind of like what they did, like, uh, what was that? What Sun and Moon they did a couple years ago? Oh God, Ultra Sun and Ultra, Ultra Moon. Yeah, we get Ultra Shield, Ultra Moon, or Ultra Sword thing. Um, and I hope that's not the case. I doubt that's the case, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I who knows? Like Nintendo's definitely the they're always the hardest to read, but Pokemon is definitely even harder to read than Nintendo itself. Especially yeah, with their they events. screwed the pattern up for what they were doing, and uh, yeah. they decided to do what they wanted to do. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Like you said, like we were just talking about, I would love if they got like a let's go. Um, I don't even know, like let's go Joto. What, <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh, that'd be badass. That's the name of it. But it'd be cool if they, if they did something like that. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. I don't want to. I'm trying to keep my hype level at a minimum. But uh, I can't <laughs> let's wait. Let's go Meryl and let's go Fanfy. <laughs> oh fuck off! Fuck off, Meryl, man. Oh god, I, if Meryl's back, I'm not playing the game. Fuck Meryl. <laughs> Meryl is inside Still the, the hardest sword and shield. <laughs> uh, I know, but Meryl and um, is Meryl the cow? Is, no, that's of? Miltank. Miltank, yeah. If Miltank's in this fucking game, I'm not playing it. Like that's, I said before, it's actually inside Sword and Shield too. But yeah, you're not gonna see it for Dominic. You know what I mean? The hardest <laughs> boss fight in the history of boss fights, like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, nothing on Miltank in Gen two back in the day in, <laughs> in 1999. Uh, uh, moving on, so we kind of talked about last week with the, with the PS5 event, but like there was a lot of talk. Like, is Horizon Forbidden uh, or oh, Goddamn Forbidden Wild? Forbidden, Forbidden West. 
Forbidden West. God, I'm, I can never remember the name of that game. It's so hard. You but, mixed uh, it with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> is that what I did? Okay. But, um, Wild. Yeah, they, they both came out the same week, so it's, it's still in my head. It's tough to, to take them apart. But, um, it, so it was, that's been like the rumor forever. It's going to be a PS4 launch game or a PS5 launch game. It is now there, they said in a, uh, in a YouTube video that it's aiming for a 2021 release. So it's officially not a PS5 uh, release game. Um, I don't. I mean, looking at the PS5, I know we there's the rumors of the, the state of play in August, which I think a lot of people are assuming is like the final big push for the PS5. Um, I don't, do you think that there's enough potentially could be enough there? Without, uh, I mean, I guess we're all assuming Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which has officially been revealed to be a um, more of like a Lost Legacy, a charter game. It's a, it's a smaller version of uh, the the big game. Do you think that's enough, possibly, for for a launch game? It's supposed to be its own standalone game, but at the same point, I don't feel like that's enough for an initial launch. I mean, I look at past consoles, what they've done with their launch things, but uh, if it's just one Spider-Man game, this sort of, Sort of like an offshoot, sort of similar to what you said a couple weeks ago with uh, how Infamous First Light and stuff was more or less like an expansion thing to, you know, uh, uh, the other Infamous game that released previously. I kind of feel like this is not enough to warrant an actual launch, like a launch day sort of uh, thing to carry the PS5 to begin with, personally. Because quintessentially... Even at looking at it and everything else, this is quintessentially at its core a PS4 game. Let's just be perfectly honest with you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this thing is not going to be predominantly just uh, just the Spider-Man game, personally. But if it is, then, uh, <laughs> well, that's more of a reason not to invest in it right, at the, right the, off the gate, you know? Yeah, I mean, we still don't know what's happening this launch. Um, I'm hoping that either the Ratchet and Clank or Sackboy game kind of takes that knack role because I want mostly because I want to play both of those, those games very badly. Um, I doubt it'll be Ratchet and Clank since Insomniac is also making Spider-Man. Um, I don't. Know, but the big thing we always talk, I, I, I've always been hyped about it, or talked about is like the release window. It's like you always hear we have 35 games at launch, but it's like okay, 25 of those are just people slightly upgrading their PS4 the previous gen games to the next gen. And then it's like, right. Here's a few games that are just trying to like throw into like some digital only games or some games like to get a quick, easy buck. They're not really full on games. So I'm like, the big thing is like, what's that? What, and there's something I was talking about like last week is like horizon two, like could be like that, 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 that uh, infamous second sun roll, like hopefully a better game. Not yes. that I, I still enjoyed, like I said, enjoy second sun quite a bit. Still a fun game. But, uh, I have higher hopes for Horizon 2. Um, but, like, what what you got for me in, in January, March, February, April, June? What's that, the first half of 2021 look like, look like for me? And PlayStation's big, obviously, with The Last of Us coming out this month. It's supposed to come out in May. Uh, and then Ghost of Shima's come out in June. But everything going on, it's been delayed. But um, they're, they're big on releasing all their games in the first half of the year. Every now and again, like, Spider-Man got released September for the most part, like most of their games come out in that first quarter or the first half of that year. So, I mean, I hope that's a, to me, I'm looking at that. Maybe that's a, a March, April kind of game. Um, 
and maybe some of the other games I showed off last week were also that. But uh, that's a big thing um, for me is like, you know, the, the, the launch games are always kind of underwhelming. There's usually one or two that are a selling point. Uh, for us, uh, I think Spider-Man definitely. I think Spider-Man to me, I'm, I'm, I think for a lot of people, including myself, I think that's that's obviously for a broad spectrum. Spider-Man is bigger than Halo. So if like, even if I know like it's not like a full on, uh, like the like the last Spider-Man game we got, it's gonna be like a probably a, like I said, Lost Legacy. It's gonna be a 15, 20 hour version of Spider-Man. But I, you know, like people are like they're gonna see like more people are gonna know Spider-Man. They're gonna know fucking uh, Master Chief. And that's not a knock. Not like I, where I know we are primarily a Nintendo PlayStation podcast because we have we have all three consoles. But like you know, we both go where the, we go where the games are, you know. Um, and right now, this generation, PlayStation, Nintendo have been that, especially the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. it, but you look, you go back to the beginning of this podcast, the first six months to a year that we did this podcast, we were primarily an Xbox like podcast. Like, I hated Nintendo. Gables was the one guy that owned PS3. I played the, the, the exclusive on there, but I was a 360 guy, and so was Jake. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I think. If they have like this, Spider Man's a big enough reason. Uh, people don't understand. I think that's they, they gotta like go in there and set expectations properly, and don't make it sound like it's Spider Man Two. But let people understand it's a it's more of a a side thing. And then if they have another one or two bangers on top of that, that's that that can do it. But they need something else. I don't think Miles Morales alone can do it. But uh, um, moving on, Gables. So Cyberpunk uh, twenty seventy seven has been delayed. Um, from 2020 to 2077. Now it's just gonna come out the year it's it's named after. Um, it seems like, but no, it's 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 moved from September 17th, I believe, to November 19th. Um, but the big thing months. is, yeah, yeah, it's two more months. The big thing they they said at the beginning of the year, or earlier in the year when when everything shut down, was that the game was still gonna come out on time, but if the uh, work from home stuff extended until uh into the summertime or later that they would probably have to delay it so i'm not shocked by the delay um but i think the thing out of this is like a lot of people are looking at this as like this is like november 19th is probably the, re- the release date for the xbox series x um mm. and also they said that the uh if you 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 have this on ps4 or xbox one you can you'll have this on the new consoles and you'll have the newer version because originally they said that they it would it probably wouldn't be ready at launch for the new consoles, but now it sounds like uh, it will be at launch, ready for launch. So, are do you do you think the do you think it's being delayed because it's not ready, or do you think it's being delayed for the new consoles? I firmly believe that it's a mixture of both. Hmm. It isn't ready at its current iteration, but because of the whole COVID stuff and because of how everybody's been having to work like from home around the gaming industry, plus everyone else. That since it's extended past summer, they even stated more so likely that they're going to go through and continue just delaying it and uh, do whatever they can to get that game all nice and ironed out. So I feel like that it is definitely going to play a role inside the launch of the Series X and the PS5. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think both things can be true, and I think they both are in this case. Where if they want to release it September 17th they would but it's probably one of those things where it's like it's like when when witcher 3 came out like back in the day like it was it wasn't skyrim bad buggy but it or like a, a bethesda 
like Fallout or Sky or Elder Scrolls game bad, buggy, but they weren't. It wasn't in the best shape when it came out, so they're not afraid to release the game a little too early. But um, I think this is a case where it's like we will do way better. It's like we need the time, and also it's like we can well, we can be in all four consoles at launch, um, and I think that's gonna be the case. Like this game is gonna be a showpiece for the next console generation. Um, so I don't, I'm, I'm happy like. They said that like they did officially come out and say like if you buy us on PS4 you'll have us on PS5 for free upgrade because I have this pre-ordered on PS4 I pre-ordered a while ago I literally mm-hmm. pre-ordered it on PS4 the day before it got delayed from April to September <laughs> like literally like eleven o'clock and yeah like eleven o'clock at night I, I pre-ordered this game on PS4 for April and then like eight o'clock in the morning the next day it got delayed to September so. <laughs> That's just horrible luck for you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I have this game pre I'm, I'm looking forward to it definitely. And like I said, two months, uh, I can wait um, for it. It's it's gonna suck though if like like this was gonna be like an extra life game for me uh, too. But uh, the main thing that's gonna suck if like if the launch is like there's too many good launch games to come out for the PS5 and Series X, like that's gonna suck because it's like fuck this game might get kind of delayed a little bit in my my playthrough. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Take as much time. It's, it's like I said. It's always hard to get mad at a delay, um, but this one's just a little more interesting than others. But this is um, the next topic here. I'm gonna combine these two together because this is happening in the morning, um, and like I said, it's two o'clock in the morning now, and these are gonna be announced in like literally hours. Uh, but Crash Bandicoot, it's about time, and the new arms character for Smash are gonna be revealed in, in the uh, t- well today now, but tomorrow when I put this in the in the show notes. Um, are you looking forward to either one of these? Actually, I am. To be perfectly okay. honest with you, Crash 4, I'm interested in seeing what direction they're going to take the Bandicoot. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. But for the the uh, character unveil for ARMS, it's going to be half an hour. There's not going to be any other types of character reveal, apparently, from what Nintendo's confirmed. And I firmly believe that what they do reveal for the ARMS character, I feel it's going to be an interchangeable thing between Springman and Ribbon Girl. Or if not, like some sort of... Uh, Shadow things in that regards. I feel like Springman's going to be the arms character that they are going to go with. I mean, he's the mascot of the damn game, for God's sakes. Yeah. So if they have him alongside of having alternative costumes for Riven Girl or whoever the hell else they want to do, that takes care of that, though. But uh, I don't understand why they had to go through and make it a bigger deal than what it is we already know it's an arms character and it's pretty self-explanatory where i feel like that it is going to be spring man so that doesn't excite me but uh the way they lead on they're probably going to be doing something kind of crazy different than what we're thinking of the only (laughs) thing i yeah the only thing that's making me think it's not spring spring man or ripping girl is the fact that they're assist trophies in the main game Uh uh-huh and that's kind of a big thing They've always stuck with was like assist trophies will not be main characters in, yeah. in games, like Waluigi and shit like that. Like their assist trophies, uh, Shovel Knight is an assist trophy, um, things like that. Like characters you think could be really good main uh, regular characters, like they're assist trophies. Um, I'm I, I so I'm mean, I'm not saying they won't be, but I'm just wondering how that's gonna work if you have an assist trophy, but also that like that character is also in the game as well as a fighting character. Um. But um, I don't know. Like I, I, it's definitely kind of taking some of the fun out of it. Like, 
Uh, but I remember when they did the same thing with with uh, Crom. They revealed they revealed them. <laughs> they also spent twenty minutes playing, like showing him how to play. It's like everybody's so excited and pumped for it, and it's like, oh, it's a you know, it's a final character, which kind of sucked when it was like, that's your last, that's the last big finale character, is over the season you know, pass was uh, Bailiff and stuff from freaking uh, Fire in Three Houses. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh, fucking seriously. I mean, no, no disrespect to Fire Emblem, but it's like. You look at it like it's okay. Third party character, third party character, third party character, third party character. That's what everybody wants. They want more third party characters because they want yeah it to continue yeah, and that's, to be expansive. Yeah, no, I think that for the most part, like you look at most like Mortal Kombat and shit like that. Like when they do like these DLC packs with characters, like they're gonna do third party shit, you know, for the most part. And uh, I think that's what that, that's what a lot of us want. So now we know what it is. So expectations are set a little more, and it's just like, oh, cool, who's it gonna be? Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm expecting then they'll probably be re, like really they'll do an update and they'll also be released either tomorrow or Tuesday or Thursday at the latest. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like the Crash Bandicoot, it's about time thing that was that was leaked, but it's supposed to, it was supposed to be a, a surprise announcement tomorrow, but that was leaked and then they officially revealed today it's gonna be announced tomorrow. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, like it was cool. Like when they brought it back, I didn't much care for the remakes. It did because it just didn't feel right. Um, I just think like I loved the games back in the day, and I just didn't like the remakes they did. So, I'm, but I'm curious, like what what are they gonna do with like starting from the ground up with their own like their own game for the first time in ten years since we've had a real Crash Bandicoot game? I want to say. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what what, this, what goes on with Crash Bandicoot tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, that should be fun in the morning. Uh, but moving on to our last topic of the week, Gables. It is one of my favorite things to talk about every week. It is the MPDs, but this time for May. Uh, so I'm going to start from uh, 20 and work my way up to number one. So number 20, FIFA 20. Makes sense. 19, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. 18, Smash Bros. Ultimate. 17, MLB The Show 20. 16, Saints Row the Third Remastered. 15, My, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. 14, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. 13, Need for Speed Heat. 12, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 11, NFL Madden 20. Uh, 10, Star Wars Jedi Fall Order. 9, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 8, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. 7, Minecraft. 6, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, 5, Mortal Kombat 11. 4, NBA 2K20. 3, Animal Crossing New Horizons. 2, GTA 5. 1, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, um, I don't know. I, I put this kind of this month up to like kind of chalk. Kind of week where it's like it's just big name, big name, big name things that've been on forever, because there wasn't really a lot of releases. I don't think there was anything big in May that I can think of. Can you think of anything? Well, let's see. For the whole month of May, honestly, the biggest thing I could see on this MPD list in the month of May was the whole Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. That yeah, came that came out. that came on May 29th. So yeah, and yeah I think Minecraft way... Dungeons did well. Yeah. Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons and stuff is uh, doing fairly well from what I understood. The most surprising thing about this list is seeing <laughs> is seeing all the sports games, obviously, because of uh, their lack of being any sports. This time, this year, this would have been close to the NBA Finals. Yep. So, NBA 2K20, I'm not surprised it's as high as it is. And plus, around this thing, it would have been almost close to halfway through the MLB season, so it's... You have MLB The Show 20, which honestly, it's been going down in price. <laughs> but yeah. uh, They don't have the all-star game to kind of pipe it up. 
Yeah, no shit. And then it's like Madden 20 on there. But the most surprising games I'm seeing on here, one, Need for Speed Heat. <laughs> I was not expecting Need for Speed Heat to be up there along inside of a top 20 listing yeah. here for I, NPDs. I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that they announced crossplay for it. That could possibly be the reason for it, honestly. But uh, there are some things that... Obviously, I feel like our self-explanatory here. We would we know that they're going to be on the top here. The call, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that's obviously going to be selling well. Grand Theft Auto V, no surprise. Animal Crossing: New Horizon has been drifting down a bit in terms of sales, but it's been remaining consistent since its release in March. Yeah, it's number three, so it's still doing well. Yeah, no shit. But uh, other than that, it's. There were a couple new games on there. Minecraft Dungeons, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still running good, but they had a new game. Being Saints Row the Third. Yeah, Saints Row the Third Remastered, plus Xenoblade Chronicles and stuff. Those, those three games are the big old major stuff. Minecraft being as high as it is is kind of surprising too. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. For for me, it's it's shocking to see Assassin's Creed Odyssey jump up to number nine. There must have been some great sales or something going on. I don't think oh, yes. I'll tell you Year and a half old game. I wonder if it's the Valhalla thing being revealed, honestly, because it got revealed at the end of April. Then we had the big uh, Xbox showing and, and well, not I should say big, but we had the the Xbox showing uh, beginning of May, so I wonder if that has something to do with it. Yes, that could possibly be the reasoning why. Plus, if you go to retailers now, like Walmart and everything else, a lot of these big popular games are being reduced down in price. So more people are buying them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is definitely one of those, like, it's kind of a boring month. There wasn't really, like, the biggest thing I think really released this month was, like, Xenoblade Chronicles and then Mortal Kombat 11 had their DLC, the Aftermath DLC come out. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you look at it, like I said, there's pretty much everything on here is kind of chalk. You expect to see the stuff on here. Um and then, yeah, like the things that were the big things that were released this month, uh, last month, Mortal Kombat DLC, Xenoblade Chronicles, which was released on the 29th, so it didn't have a lot of time to be on the list. And then, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a lame duck month, but I mean, with everything going on, it's not too shocking to see that this is the. But it's also kind of crazy thing. This was a lame duck month, but it was also the highest selling month, uh, month highest selling May. Uh, since 2008, game-wise, for the sales. 2008? So, yeah. Oh, so Man. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a, like I said, bad month, but games are still selling super duper well. So, But like I said, everybody's at home. It's it, it, The same thing happened in March. Same thing happened in a- April. Same thing happened in May. I won't be surprised if June uh, be in the same case. So, oh, yeah. Uh, we'll have to see. But, um, yeah. All right, well, Gables, moving on finally to uh, what we've been playing this week. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'm more interested in seeing how you've progressed this week in terms of gaming, so let's have you start this time. All right. Well, before I get to the, the, the uh, main event, uh, I uh, played through uh, uh, Street, Street Rage 4. Um, hmm. It was on, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Um, I have that, so I uh, jumped in and played that. Uh, it's like what, a dozen levels. It'd probably be like two hours. Um, definitely is. like It lives up to that kind of like that nostalgia level for me. Like, I grew up loving the first two. I played the, th- the third one a little bit here and there, but I was um, definitely more of like a fan of the uh, first, the first two games. Like, I literally played those games multiple times a day for months on end, 
and jump back into them like years later. So just play through them again. Um, so have the nostalgia factor for those games. But uh, jumping into those, uh, playing through that games, uh, still fun as hell to play. I think it's like normally twenty five bucks uh, on other consoles on everything. I think yep. it's on everything. Um, I don't know if it's. I mean, for me personally, it's not worth that price because, like I said, you can beat it in about two hours, uh, maybe even shorter. Um, and like for me, I'm, I'm gonna put the game once. Maybe I'll jump back in a couple more times later. But uh, it's a game I'm, I, I was like I said, I'm gonna, more than likely only ever play one time. Uh, so playing on Game Pass was perfect for me. Um, so that's that's I gotta say is like if you're this is a game you you're only get, you're gonna play through once. Do not buy it. Wait for a sale. Uh, but if you have Game Pass, uh, or if it's a game you want to play through a bunch of times, it's definitely got a lot of replay value to it. Um, Twenty five bucks ain't bad. But I, I had a blast with this game. I loved it. The one thing that's uh, awful about this game is the music. It's like noticeably like most for the most part. Like I, I find that like it's kind of like the camera in a video game. If you don't realize it's there, it's it's doing its job. Um, like music just kind of sets the mood, kind of thing. Definitely, there's cases where like the game, like the music, could, like makes the game better. Uh, this game, like, is that the music in this game makes the game worse. Like it's 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 obviously worse. The music's in this game, like, like just fucking take the music from the 1990s and just update it to today. And they didn't do that. They tried to make their own music. Then I started playing it, and I was like, this is fucking. I'm like, this is terrible. And it was so obviously terrible that even Courtney's like, this music's awful. Like, and she never comments about me playing games, and she's like. This music sucks. Like I hate this music. I'm like I know this is this is bad, um, which is which is too bad because the Future Rage music back in the day was pretty badass. I thought, um, but they like when they replayed like they they updated it to today. Like that music, the music and stuff that was great, but the rest of it was pretty much terrible. But uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But the uh, the main events that I've been playing this week, uh, obviously the big thing that came out um, was Last of Us Part Two. Um, Gables, I know that you already kind of went out and spoiled yourself on some of the stuff that happened. Yes, of course. But yeah. uh, like I've said before, I have spoiled myself on it, but I'm not going to spoil anything for you since you yeah. are playing through the game currently. And I'm more fascinated in seeing your thoughts and insights on the game. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though. Was like I listened to like, some reviews and people were like, like, you know, like I was spoiling the game or. I saw people spoil it for me or whatever, but it's like, I didn't know. Even with the spoilers, uh, before the game came out, it's like, I didn't, like, half the shit I didn't even know. Like, the main shit I didn't even know was going to happen, happened. Um, so, I, I went into this game, didn't know, like you were saying, didn't know anything. Uh, able to avoid spoilers. Still so far, knock on wood, able to avoid spoilers. Oh, shit, I, I upset the dogs, my bad. I did. I deserve that. Oh, puppy, it's okay. We're okay. It's just me. Um, I knew as soon as I knocked on wood, it was going to be a bad idea. I'm like, that was stupid, Tyler. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was able to avoid spoilers. So I went in and I, 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 you know, I preloaded it, started playing it on uh, Thursday night, 11 o'clock when it came out and, mm. uh, played for about two hours, uh, and bought like a fucking baby without spoiling anything. Not going to spoil anything, but like a goddamn baby in the living room. Uh, it was so bad. I had to sit in the, uh, just sat in the living room and watch some like funny shit on YouTube for about. 20 minutes while drinking a beer in my underwear. Um, and then I sit there for another half an hour, just sat in the dark with it. With like, I just like, I just had to sit there and contemplate. I think I've cried three times so far during this game, basically uh, already. I'm like six, seven hours in uh, the first, like five hours, probably crying three times. Uh, 
like this game definitely hits like um i i talked about i replayed a good chunk. i didn't finish it but I, I replayed probably three quarters of the way through last was part one um but towards the end of last month the beginning of this month um and uh like I recognize the game is still great. Still one of the greatest games of all time. One of my favorite games of all time. But the, there was one thing that was like drastically missing when I was replaying this was that sense of dread. Where it's like, the, when I played the game the first time, I was like, I legitimately didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I didn't know what was going to Like, they made me fall in love with this, all these characters they made. Bill, Sam, Henry, Ellie, uh, Joel, Tommy, Maria. All these characters they they made, I'm like, I fell in love with all of them fairly quickly. And it's like, at any point in time, I feel like these characters can die and it wasn't just like a meaningless death. There's always a reason for it. It's like it's not like Walking Dead or like a like a Game of Thrones or things like we're gonna kill somebody off to shock you. It's like no, there's a there's a story reason behind this. Like just trust us, we're gonna do this thing and follow along. And they always did. Um, and you know this, this going through this game, it's, you know, it's got that same feeling. It's like I don't know what's gonna happen to these characters. And like there's they've created these new characters. There's like there's a there's Dina. I can't get, there's the one kid. I, well, I, I guess to be fair, Dina, there's Abby, there's uh, Nick, there's Mel. There's all these characters they created. Some are bad guys, some are good guys, but there's like all these characters, like all of a sudden, like within minutes of them being on screen, I'm like, I care about these characters. I want to know what happens to them. Um, whether I want to kill them or not, I don't care about these characters. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to know, like, the, like, I want to know the reasons behind the things they do. I want to know more about these, about, like, the background of these characters. I want to know more about them. Uh, and also the, the way the gameplay is is definitely gone. It's like I talk about back in the day. Like it's it's been a knock against Naughty Dog forever. It's like the Uncharted games and Last of Us. Like oh, the gameplay is not the fun. I, I think the gameplay is fun. It's fine for it. Is like I think the Last of Us gameplay has always uh, in a way to me has worked well for what Last of Us the game is. Like it's it's a game about survival, and I feel like uh, that the gameplay that it was back in 2013 works really well for it. Is the same thing with Uncharted. Um, I mean, definitely different circumstances. More like a, like a fucking action movie kind of thing. But I feel like in this game, like the gameplay is leaps and bounds better than what it was back back then. But um, it's still like I think it works. It's not the it's not Call of Duty. It's not Destiny. It's not like Gears of War. But it's it like for what they're making, this is what this is like the perfect gameplay for it is. Um, it's about survival. It's about being smart. It's about um, you know being a mind cover. It's it's. You feels realistic where like your weapons sway a little bit. You're not some badass army guy, and it works well for what it is. Um, but I, yeah, I love like just kind of like it feels like they definitely like it's that progressional like um, you look at like so many games like they progress as they go further into the future, uh, as they make more of them. It's like you can see Naughty Dog like every game they make progresses. You look at like. Uh, from Uncharted 3 to Last of Us, from Last of Us to Uncharted 4, so Uncharted 4 to Lost Legacy to, Unchar- uh, to Last of Us Part 2, where it's like, um, the gameplay has gotten better. The uh, You look at Lost Legacy, where like the big thing about Lost Legacy was, like it's a short game, the, the story is, but the big thing they added was more some open world, some smaller, not really open world, but like some open environments. And you look at like Last of Us Part 2, they have that. They, like Uncharted 4 with the rope, they added the rope in, in Last of Us Part 2, like, and it works well and it makes sense to why it's there in this game. Um, so yeah, like, I feel like this game has progressively gotten better. The storytelling, I don't think anybody's better at telling a story, um, than Naughty Dog right now. Uh, Bioware held, held that mantle for a long time, but I feel like, um, since really Last of Us Part 1, uh, in Uncharted 4, and then also now Last of Us Part 2 so far, uh, they have taken that mantle and they're running away with it from everybody else. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, I th- the game is fantastic. It's everything I want it to be so far. Um, it's it's hitting on all the levels. Like I woke up uh, Friday morning after playing it for a few hours Thursday night, and I was just like, the first thing I thought about was the shit that happened in, in the, from the night before and then the game. I'm just like, like a game has like, a game. I don't think has ever hit me on that emotional level. Like I've had TV shows hit me on that level. I've like I've, I've movies hit me like, oh fuck, that was nuts. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe this happened. Like real life events have not hit me that hard as this game fucking did. Uh, when that happened, like what's some of the shit that's happened so far in this game. But uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I love it so much. I love like little things like just like the fact that like, when you when you fight enemies in this game, the enemies have names. Like there's Mark, there's Skylar, there's fucking uh, Tori. Like they actually have names. Like it's not like some aimless guys. Like you shoot somebody or like you're like oh no, Mark or like like. You like they're like they're talking to each other, like and they're like wandering around. They don't have like little like you can like like a middle gear, like, even like middle gear, like um, they have like a pattern they follow. The enemies do like we're trying to sneak around. They don't have patterns, you know, and like they're just nameless enemies. And like now these guys have names. They talk to each other like human beings when they're like you're trying to like go through and you kill them um, or trying to get a sneak past them. It's like so it adds like a little more to it. Like it adds like it sounds silly, but it adds so much more weight to every action you make in this game but yeah like it's they said i'm only five six hours in or no closer to six seven hours in actually and a good chunk of that probably 40 50 percent of it has been me exploring those open like i was talking about last legacy has those open sections this has had multiple open sections it's me going through i know i missed some stuff i'm trying to find everything and i'm trying like i'm going through all like exploring getting all the weapons, upgrades I can find. And just like little intro, little moments you find. Like at one point, like I went, I found like a, a old like uh, record shop. I went in there and Ellie found a, uh, a guitar and she sang the entirety of take on me in this, in this game. I was just like, man, it's like, it's something so silly as like hers is playing on the guitar. Take on me to Dinah, which uh, is the one that when the, uh, so far in this game, I don't know what happens to her later, but um, she's like, she's with you. And uh, you you see you play this take on me to her, and it's just like man, it's fucking it's beautiful. It's like it just hits you on a different level than most games could ever dream of hitting you on. And it's just like I'm sitting, there, I'm like man, like I'm getting like teary eyed, just like uh, uh, fucking Ashley Johnson who is Ellie playing like playing the song. It's just like this is this is art. This is beautiful. I love this. And like there's a couple of, there's been a couple of moments when you find a guitar and you, you can actually kind of play it and a little bit stuff like that. But uh, I've seen people like actually like play like like YouTube videos and like stuff on Twitter. Like someone played Creep on like actually played Creep with the guitar from Last of Us and they just sung over the over it on Twitch and shit like that. It's like it's that's fucking nuts. Um, but yeah, this game uh, so far brilliant uh, deserves every accolade it's getting right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, where I'm at with Last of Us 2. What about you, Gables? Well, like I mentioned previously, I fell down another rabbit hole. Earlier on, last Lo- week... Looney Tunes little... Bugs Adventure on Game Boy. No. Okay. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Good shot, though. Good shot. Thank you. So earlier on last week, I decided to swing by Walmart because I had a distinct craving. And I look over to the Xbox section. I look and I see the Master Chief collection. That's like 30 bucks. I don't know why, but I had an urge. So I go up to the receptionist. I go forth and I get it out of the case. And I end up buying the Master Chief collection. 
Now, little did I know, once I got it home, I started playing this game. This whole collection series of games here, right? So, once I installed it, then in the better part of this week, I didn't play through one Halo game. I played through... Oh, oh man, I'll tell you this. So, I started off playing Halo Reach. A game that, for one, they offer, right... But I had to pay an extra 10 bucks for Halo Reach because it wasn't like uh, a part of the whole Master Chief Collection release back when it released. It actually released, I believe it was last year, I believe. Not 200% sure. But anyway, I had enough money, so I bought Halo Reach, right? I had like $11 mm. inside of my Microsoft account. I played the entirely of Halo Reach actually enjoyed my my experience and everything else. Still, still a fun game. I mean, there's a lot of good points. There's a lot of characters that I do like. The story, in and of itself, hasn't really aged as well. But it does a good job of explaining, okay, here's the events of the fall of Reach. How the Covenant took control and did this and do that. But I was like, you know what? Well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and play through the other Halo games. So I go through Halo Combat Evolved. I enjoyed that game so much I played through the campaign twice. <laughs> wow. Well, obviously both on the uh, easy mode of it. And I'll be perfectly honest for you. The games that I played through this week, I wanted you just to go through and enjoy them on a personal level because I wanted to enjoy what I was playing. So let's put this into perspective. I played through Halo Reach, played through Halo Combat Evolved twice, and I did something that I haven't done before. I went through Halo 2. Not only did I go through Halo 2, I beat the campaign for Halo 2. Oh, wow. I've never beat the campaign for Halo 2, because I would get to a certain point, a couple missions, and then I would stop. However, for this case and scenario, I decided to put the game, once again, on easy to start, kept track of how many missions, how much... And that's the coolest part about this collection. It'll tell you what missions are inside the game, how long it'll take to go through the average time that you could beat for scores and this and that. Like I said, I firmly understand why people liked Halo 2 back in the day for that story, for that campaign. Hmm. It was solid from beginning to end. The game leaves on a cliffhanger, obviously, the setup for the events of Halo 3. But there were plenty of stuff in that game that I liked, that I did like. There were certain aspects where you're controlling the Arbiter, going through specific missions that he has, and then the whole revelation stuff between the Grave Mine and stuff, and having both the Master Chief and the Arbiter go their separate ways in terms of trying to stop Truth from activating the Halo Ring to wipe out everything. To, the other Halo Ring they discover is actually a series of, uh, like a, I kid you not, like seven to ten different Halo rings that do the exact same thing, which is to contain the flood by eliminating all life in the galaxy or some shit like that. Mm. <laughs> so, I enjoyed the aspect of the gameplay, the mix-ups of different stuff and that. Then I went through and played through Halo 3, that campaign. Uh, yeah. Now, I kid you not, this is, <clears throat> this is during the same week. I've played through the entirety of Halo 3. I have not done that 
since 2010, so it's been a good solid 10 years. I did enjoy playing through Halo 3. Then, <laughs> a few days later, I played through Halo 3 ODST. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I've heard a lot of good things about Halo 3 ODST. The story, the missions, the atmosphere. I really like Halo 3 ODST. And quite honestly, I am appalled that I did not play through that game back when I first had it on the 360. Because... It's so much vastly different than the previous Halo games that I had mentioned. You are an orbital drop shot trooper, an ODSP trooper. You are stranded in the new Mombasa. You're trying to find your teammates that have crash landed somewhere throughout the city, and your job is to go through and investigate where they're all at. You'll find specific things like, say, a sniper rifle for one mission, or you see a helmet that was like flown through like a. <laughs> Like a freaking screen or something that gets lodged into something. And I love that aspect of where you can go through and investigate certain things, and then all of a sudden it presents you with this, this flashback. Every item you go and you find offers a flashback. I did like that they made it to where the rookie can ex like explore this whole new Mombasa at night. The whole music and everything, the setting, the tone of it was really appropriate, I felt. Oh boy, you found a whole bunch of different things like terminals and this and that. Then it all convulges in the later part of the game, and it ties up really well. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that for the first time playing through that game, that campaign. I gotta admit that was a job well done, and I couldn't really see any like too many flaws with it. Then lastly, I'm halfway through Halo Four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, like I told you before, I did fall down a rabbit hole. And not, I could do not. Halo Reach, Halo Combat Evolved twice, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 3 ODST. I did six separate playthroughs of Halo games this past week, and I'm halfway done through Halo 4. I know that because there's like quintessentially eight missions, but the difference between Halo 4 and the other Halo games... These missions are a little bit longer, and they're less missions in general. So I've completed about three, not counting, let's see, it would have been four, but uh, you have the beginning portion of the game, and then the epilogue at the end, and so essentially I'm on the fourth mission, technically. <laughs> but believe it or not, that's not all I played this week. I also played through the Pokemon expansion. For the Rise of Armor, I finished okay. that. I finished nice. that actually, the main story thing yesterday. And I gotta admit, it's not bad. There are so many. There are a lot of returning Pokemon that weren't present in the main Sword and Shield campaign. However, they are sprawling all over the place, and it was hilarious that every time I would go around this island of Armor, which is completely separate from the main islands and stuff that you would go through and, like, you would discover all the various things. You have Chansey that are running in the middle of the wild, which are very important because in this game, in this expansion, you actually get a chance to choose between Squirtle and Bulbasaur as a starter. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of hilarious. I chose Squirtle, and I evolved wow. him fully into a Blastoise in one day because I kept fighting fucking Chansey. <laughs> smart, smart. What about Charmander? 
Oh, you never did go through the remaining parts of Sword. Oh, you Shield, don't. Didn't don't you? you get you get them through the um, the. You the get main Charmander game. through the main game from right. uh, the champion Leon. After you, after you beat him, that's right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And now you have <laughs> access to either getting Squirtle or Bulbasaur inside the Rise of Armor. Okay. <laughs> But what's interesting about it is it's it's structured to like a uh, master and sensei sort of thing. Now, depending upon what version you have, you get either one or the other kind of a rival character while you are playing through the Isle of Armor. For Pokemon Sword, I have this I have this girl that's trying to train as a poison type gym leader. For Shield, it's going to be like some like a psychic type dude, but. Uh, it's more like a competition between, like, the gym trainer and yourself in regards to who's who's better than one another, <laughs> and all to try to get this various training, get this special armor that Master Mustard wants to give. And what's kind of interesting is when you do get, like, Cub uh, Fu, you have one of two different options to evolve them into in terms of Urshifu. You can do a Dark Style or a Water Style. I just do the dark style because I like the aspect of having a Pokemon that's going to do one hit and just try to eliminate the Pokemon, like, say, with one hit in that regards. Now, I did like a lot of what I played throughout the whole main thing for the Rise of Shield stuff. To be perfectly honest with you, it was kind of short in that regards. It was, like, around hmm. five hours long that I initially took to go through the main portion of it. A lot of it was actually grinding Cub Fu and my Squirtle to their initial points. I did like the interactions between Master Mustard and his students and also with your the rival gym leader in the making and this and that. But uh, there were some other nuances that I saw. Like they uh, have this machine... Like, the son of Master Mustard has this machine where you can actually convert certain aspects by using Watts. And that if you pay Watts or something to Master Mustard's wife and stuff, you get to unlock certain certain aspects of uh, commodity stuff inside of the main central, like, hub. Like, a hairstylist or this or that or whatever. But the initial story stuff was short. I'm kind of hoping that uh, the Tundra one is a little bit longer and deals with something a little bit more interesting in that regards, but I did enjoy what I played. There was plenty of Pokemon to see. I did capture a lot of uh, old favorites, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, there are still some more things I need to go and dig into to see what all is there, because I don't feel like I got the full extent of this expansion yet, but I will share what I've been finding but man I'll tell you I'll tell you this one last one last thing the one last thing that I did during this week was I ended up buying a couple of Xbox One games Mm. as well so I for everyone else that's listening I did tell Tyler earlier on before we started recording that I got two I got like two games online for dirt cheap I got Forza Horizon 4 and I got Gears of War 5 both of those games I got for at least around $40 together Nice. they were on sale at Amazon I was not going to spend $100 at fucking Walmart inside my freaking town in order to get both of those games but uh, 
I have those in the backlog, and I kid you not, I'm having a craving to go through and try to play Gears of War. So maybe if I go through and finish what I'm doing for Halo, who knows? Because what's hilarious is I have Halo 5 Guardians as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So I definitely am probably going to see how that's like. I've just been inside of a shooter mood. I don't know what it is. I wanted to play some first-person shooters, and all of a sudden it's like I'm down a rabbit hole of Halo. Oh my gosh, what is it? It's like 2018, it was Pokemon, <laughs> 2019, it was all the Street Fighter games, and now 2020, I'm going through fucking Halo like crazy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for you, I guess. <laughs> oh, but that's it, man. I, oh god, if I played any more, I probably would have self destructed at some point. <laughs> and now today, I haven't played anything. Like, throughout the, the whole day of Sunday, I didn't play anything. <laughs> ah, day of rest, you know? Yep. Oh, very cool, man. Uh, glad, you know, jumping into those, join those things. Um, but yeah, I think that will uh, wrap it up for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I was chose, I was Tyler. Uh, if you want more from us, we do have a Facebook page and group. Uh, we also are on Twitter, uh, at Twitch. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Just look up Drunk Dashers Pod, uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast, Drunk Nerds, whatever. Find us those places, like us, join us, uh, comment, five-star reviews, thumbs-ups, uh, follow, subscribe, whatever you can do to help us out. We really would appreciate it. Until uh, next time, I was host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable, so until next time, everyone, game on. Yes. <laughs> and Gables? Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number <laughs>